0: welcome back family it's from the sideline the podcast that you've all been subscribing to welcome new listeners we appreciate you listening to us today today is a two-man show we're down one, but our brother has to take care of some business. So, uh, Lajin will be back with us next week on the next podcast. So, today I am your host. That is 20, AKA Twine. Uh, Twitter handle is going to be branding underscore elite at Twitter. And the same thing for Instagram. Uh, my email address for y'all to send us some questions or comments and opinions is A. S-H-A-R-P 0505 at gmail.com. That is A sharp at 0505 at gmail.com. And I'm going to introduce the second host today. Charlie, go ahead and introduce yourself with your handle and all, sir.
1: All right. What's going on, fans? What's going on, subscribers? This is your boy Charles. You know, everybody call me Charlie, aka Charlie, but the family, you know, they know me as Bobo. My my Twitter handler is Charlie A606. You can hit me on there. As well, I appreciate the new subscribers, I appreciate the subscribers that we already have, and just the love and support. And, like I always say, let's get right to it, man.
0: Let's get right to it. So, today is Wednesday, this podcast will go up morning for all. We're a little bit behind here, but we had a lot of business to take care of. There's a lot of exciting sports news here. We're not going to get to everything today because we want to say something for Logie when he's back with us next week on Next Week Podcast. But we definitely about to jump right into the uh, wild card weekend here. And we're going to start out uh, talking about these uh, wins and losses from last week. Um, I'm, I'm going to start it out right away here, Charlie. I'm going to start out with my Bears here because uh, as all three of us are both a little disappointed about the loss here. They played a pretty fair and decent game, enough to win that game. Um, it came down to a field goal. Uh, I'll be honest. I know it was, you know, a, a fingertip on there. But, you know, when I look at all angles and I've listened to other reports, and even other, you know, uh, former pro kickers, uh, soccer players, shall I say. Um, it still looked like uh, Cody Parkey had kind of, you know, turned his leg a little too much after the first kick that he was iced on before the timeout, and it did look a little so even if uh, the Philly player didn't get a, a a slight piece of it, I think he still would have ended up missing it. I think we still would have lost the game. Um, you know, it's a heartbreaking loss, but you know, still enough to be proud of with our team here. But you know, let me know your thoughts on how you feel about how everything went down.
1: Almost definitely, yeah. Like I said, it was it, it was a it was a definitely a tough loss. Um, I will say that you know I had close friends reach out to me that they know I'm diehard Paris fans. Uh, that I'm a diehard Bears fan, excuse me, and you know they said that I, sh- even though I should be upset, that I should be proud because of where we have came from from last year, which is five, five and eleven to twelve and four. Nobody expected us to go twelve and four. I mean, to be a granted, I mean, did nobody expect us to win the division? You know, we actually dominated the division as well. They said it was a tough loss. My only, my takes from it, you know, and not to stay on it too long, 20, is that when you when our de- when the defense number right, there's number one defense now, when you only give up three points and you get two interceptions in that first half, and you give up three points and we only score six, it's not just on the kicker; it's on Nagy as well. That that's first that's got to be frustrating as a as a Bears fan and not only that, as a football fan because your defense is playing lights out. And you know what you're going up against. Anson Jeffrey, you know, Darren Sproles, you know, even though he's older, but, you know, he's still got legs on them. You know, you got, you know, you got the magic in the quarterback, you know, everybody keeps talking about. I'm not going to mention his name because I'm tired of hearing his name as well. Um, These other receivers, you know, you got the, the tight end. We play a dominant, dominant first half. We should at least came out with at least 21 points. If not 21 points, at least 14. It's just sad, man. It just, it just, it is sad. And it, it, it hurt. It hurt because I felt like that. This was a game that we were supposed to win. We was at home. We had the crowd behind us as well. You we got number one defense, you know. And I wanna I wanna say this, Twani. I wanna say this. Mr. Binsky didn't play bad at all. He didn't play bad. He didn't throw no picks, you know. He missed some throws here and there, but he didn't play bad. He actually played better than Nick Foles. It's just that when it was all said and done, it should not have been put in the hands of the kicker. Seriously, it should have not been. And then you got the miss fumble with with Miller. It's it's just a lot, Twani. It's just I it's I know I'm know I'm saying too much, man. But but I mean, am I, am I wrong, Twanny? Just tell me, man. Am I wrong, man? I mean, seriously.
0: You ain't you ain't wrong at all. I agree with everything you were saying, and I'm go, I'm going to pull up a couple of things here. Well, first okay. let me go before I do that, though. Let me go back to what you were saying with the interceptions. We had two interceptions. In that first half, you know, one of them was stopped in the red zone. So I most definitely agree with you. That was a frustrating part as a Bears fan, diehard Bear fan, that we couldn't get any more than three points off, off those turnovers. The second thing is, is that I felt like Mr. Biscay was actually handcuffed in that first half all the way into the third quarter. You know, they weren't allowing him to, you know, play as he was because of the fact that you had some, you know, third-string and fourth-string DBs or cornerbacks and safeties out there playing. You only had really one true starting uh, safety out there for you, and he plays more up in the box. He's not even a deep safety And Malcolm Jenkins. He's older, too, you know, so it's just like I felt like they should have been attacking right away. The whole game I was calling for, you know, double route moves, double route moves, because even though that seven was putting up, at first, and part of that second quarter, they were dominating. The offensive line was dominating that front seven. They weren't getting to Mitch like they wanted to to the point where um, – uh Bennett, Michael Bennett, was, you know, getting a personal foul out there because he was getting frustrated with Kyle Long holding him down. And he, you know, slapped him up in, uh, right in, uh, underneath his chin, you know, because he was frustrated how he was getting locked down. And then uh, Cox on the other end, we had the perfect regiment. You know, yes, it was a double team, but, hey, that's what you do to the best players out there. And it was a double team, and they held him from getting uh, pressure on Trubisky. And I felt like the lateral movement, the lateral passes, and the lateral runs – were you know, just like everything was so basic and so handcuffed. It was just like we either running lateral with our running backs instead of running up the gut, or we pass in lottery, uh, lateral instead um, of passing down the field. You know, I understand we didn't have Trey Burton, but, you know, you still had other tight ends you could have been passing down the field to. You still have Allen Robinson, who's a big body. He was getting a lot of single coverage early, and then you waited too long to pass down the field. It's a lot to it, so I agree with you. It shouldn't have came down to the kicker. You know, the kicker was making his kicks earlier, and he did, you know, he did miss that. I think he misjudged it. I think he allowed them to ice them. Um, but at the same time, it shouldn't have came down to that. We had uh, Taylor Gabriel on the uh, two-point conversion. If he gets that two-point conversion and that at the goal line, uh, even though they called him down and said that he was short, he really did fumble to me. Um, that would have, you know what I'm saying, made the difference in the game. It would have been 17-16 and we got Philly trying to kick an onside kick. To try to get the ball back and all season onside kicks have not gone well for any team throughout the National Football League so that would have been a win for us when it came down to the last minute and stuff so very frustrated about that I felt like Maggie outcoached himself trying to make sure that Mitch didn't make any mistakes and then in the end he had to try to drive the ball downfield when he had no other choice and then Mitch looked pretty good doing it at that point early in the game I can't say he looked good or bad. I felt like he was kind of handcuffing it to not make mistakes. So yes, that does fall on the coach at the end of the day here. Ain't nothing we could do about it now here. So, you know, it it hurts. You know, um, I felt like this was our window opportunity to kind of once we got past this game that got a win done to everybody, you know, whether it was a a close win or not. I think that would have geared everybody up, and I think that would have had the coaching staff even more prepared to just make a run to the Super Bowl, and we missed our window of opportunity. This will be good next year. they got a tougher schedule next year coming up here, but, you know, we knocked off tough teams this year too. Um, You know, coaching changes, which we'll get to next week and stuff like that may make a difference, but I think they still can run the division. Uh, you know, get back in the playoffs, and then put themselves in position to in, in position to try to make a run here. But I'm gonna take it back to you before we go on to our next uh, on our next topic. What what else did you see that you know that you know that you had a chance to hear my side of it that you know that you 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 forgot to mention real quick here. Um,
1: just just I mean, you touched on it
0: basically. You know, the only thing
1: that I could take away from this is that I look at it, and you can I, I, and you can agree, or you may disagree, I look at this as a situation as a Jerry Goff from last year. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that was because he lost in the same predicament last year to the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. You're correct. You see what I'm saying? So, second-year quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You know, with a, with a dominant defense, you know, you got the offense. They, they kind of handcuffed. You know Jared Golf and that offense a little bit yep. with that strong defense over there. It's kind of similar a little bit. So I've had I have high hopes for the Bears next year. Definitely. I expect the Bears to dominate the division as well, just like we have done. You talk about nine out of eleven players returning yep. on that on that defensive side of the ball. Nine out of eleven, mm-hmm. and we're only going to get better. We're we're going to get better.
0: Definitely.
1: So and you're talking about the whole office coming back too. Yep as well and we may add a piece or two so again it's a, it's a it's a it's a tough loss it's a humble loss but i'm proud i'm proud and i'm gonna say this too before we go on to our next topic 20 man does it feel good to say in eight years that we knocked off the packers bro yes sir. we knocked them off bro it, it it feels so beautiful you man it feels so be- I, I, you 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 feel my pain yes you, sir you, you you feel what i'm saying it feels beautiful, you know, because they ha- they they sat at home. Now, granted, you got them Packer fans that probably was happy that we lost. Mm-hmm. But they sat at home before we did. They sat at home mm-hmm. at back-to-back years in a row. So it was just beautiful. It was just a beautiful season. You know, I hate to come down to that, but, again, I t- I'm proud of them. And then, we you know, we're going to move forward. So I'm going to let you go in and jump into the next topic,
0: twenty. Okay. Um, real quick before I jump in that next topic. Yep. We run the division. We'll be running that division next year, Packer fans. And yeah, we did lose, but we knocked helped knock y'all out of the playoffs. And we won we took that division from you. You thought y'all had a chance, y'all thought y'all had a Super Bowl. That's done and over with. All right. Discussion here. We're gonna jump right into the next one. And I'm gonna be the first to go on here to say that I was wrong. Charlie was right from last week's podcast. My man had the coach winning. Uh, against Houston, I said my man Deshaun Watson was going to be the X factor. Um, and it was going to be the reason that Houston did win, and it went totally the opposite way. Uh, not only did the coach come out and dominate right away, it was not just an impressive win, the statement win. And I think in the AFC, on that ball, to that scared, um, of what the coach, the Philly game the bears that was a one-point loss, came down to the wire when anything impressive the super but there's anybody in the nfc needs to worry about them the team that needs everybody needs to be watching out for is over in the afc and it's the colts andrew luck like my man charlie has said last week was everything and then some and then that whole team rallied around them and what was most impressive was actually that defense. That defense was on point. Now, I knew they was actually going to spy Deshaun Watson, but I thought that he was still going to get enough, uh, you know, of little chip blocking. We knew his offensive line was bad, but at least a little, you know, crack here and crack there um, to, you know, help free him up with his legs when the passing wasn't there. And it wasn't there. And uh, and I had called out that uh, nobody was going to be able to stop DeAndre Hopkins and they actually did that as well, too. Now I know reports came out saying he played through this, you know, the rest of the game with a shoulder sprain. But this is Deshaun Hopkins. That man played them played through injuries before. You know, the uh the coach had the recipe to shut him down. And they did just they did just that. All around, it was all around impressive. I'm kind of disappointed because as I said last week in the in the podcast, I am a huge Deshaun Watson fan, and I have seen that man played against a stacked Alabama team. So it was just like to me. I didn't see nobody standing his way, and that coach, that, that coach team standing, stood in his way. And, and they did it, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say easily, but they did it with so much confidence that it looked it, it looked it too easy out there. Houston Texans gave up real early. But, Charlie, am I wrong? What, you know, what did you see on your end um, that, that I may have missed, too? Because you called this game.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Um, no, you're not wrong. Um, I will add that um, that when you got a second year quarterback that's played a full season going up against a veteran quarterback like Andrew Luck that has been in these playoffs, that have been in these situations, I did say that that's gonna play a factor when it's all said and done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, Hopkins did not score a touchdown. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You take so not only do you take away Hopkins. But you also took away Deshaun Watson in the process because, if I'm not mistaken, the man only ran for um, – yeah, he ran for 76 yards, but it ain't like he ran for like 100 and yards. And then another thing, too, that I would like to add is, is that the Houston defense gave up 200 yards rushing. 150 of that – excuse me, 150 of that went to Melvin Mack. I mean, he dominated.
0: Marlon Mack. Dominated. Marlon Mack. dominated.
1: Marlon yep. Mack. Yep, sorry about yep. that, Marlon Mack. He dominated mm-hmm. to the T against that front with JJ Watt and, um, you know, with the JJ Watt and everything and um, Javon J- Clowney, uh, clowny Clowney. Clowney, Yep, yeah, Javon Yep, that 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 vicious front. But then you had Andrew Luck do what he does, and I did say that. He threw for two touchdowns. Yeah, he threw an interception, but he had a better passer rate than Deshaun Watson. That defense of the Colts took Hopkins and Watson out of the game for pretty much almost – pretty much four quarters because I believe that they didn't score into the fourth quarter. They didn't score to the fourth quarter. Fourth um, quarter. you right. Yep, fourth quarter. So what does that tell you? That – Andrew Luck is playing with a chip on his shoulder. He wants to let everybody know hey, wait a minute. I was the number one draft pick. Y'all must have forgot. Like, I've been doing this. Yeah, I had the shoulder injury and everything, but I've been doing this. And give credit to that old line, that old line for the Colts. They don't get the credit that they deserve, but I'm going to give them the credit tonight. I'm going to do that <laughs> as well. Then the defense did what they did. I mean, it was just overall. But I don't need to touch on no more because I did predict that they was gonna beat 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 the Texans and they did. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and finish Twani, but I did predict it and I was correct. <laughs> I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. It's okay.
0: You it's okay? You was on point, bro. You was on point. Yeah, uh, man. It, everything you just said, I can't disagree with. It was, it was. It was probably by far, in my opinion, and I may be wrong, so you correct me if I'm wrong, probably uh, the most uh, weakest of all the playoff games this weekend, which we'll still get to as well, too. As far as competitiveness, competitiveness it, I didn't see it. I just didn't see it. I, I seen it on the Colts side, but I didn't see it on the Houston Texas side. And like you mentioned earlier, that that defensive front with Watson Clowney, you know, and their linebacker core, you know, I know they kind of, you know, still got some issues on the back end, but they still have some decent DBs. They weren't looking like Philly DBs, you know, ain't playing with off the street free agent DBs, you know, they still playing with players who've been playing majority of the year here, you know, and then on the opposite end, it was just like you didn't have anybody step up outside of. Uh Hopkins, like you said, Hopkins didn't score a touchdown. Kiki Watts got most of his stuff, you know, in the fourth quarter toward the end. And let's be honest here, the 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 refs called that wrong. He fumbled in that post ball. It should have technically been 21 to nothing. It shouldn't have been 21 to 7. That was a fumble when uh Kiki Watts did that little dive for the touchdown. He fumbled. That that was that was it, and that was that. He fumbled that ball. But they gave him the touchdown. It is what it is. But it, it, like I say, out of all the games I've seen this weekend, that had to be the weakest because it's just like they was playing like this was the regular season game, and they have one more to come back for. And guess what? Y'all know. So, y'all, you you, you go home. You played like that. And nobody stepped it up. Nobody made a play. Nobody brought any energy. Nobody made any 2nd half adjustment from the coaching standpoint or anything. Hey, that's it. You're done. It's over. So, you know, any, any any further thoughts on that one, Charlie, you got something before we go to the next one?
1: Um, uh, no, sir. Um I um I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was I i would just say it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, you know, just just say I just had to say that, you know. For so sure, right. for
0: sure. You was you right. You right. was right. we we give you all credit for that one, you know. Appreciate that. I know if Lajan was on, on us, uh, 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 with us today, he would say he would say the same thing too. But he'll probably give you props next week. So Of course. Uh, right. So we're gonna go to the next the next game of the, of the wild card weekend here, which was which was pretty wild. We're gonna jump back into the NFC and then we go we're gonna start with uh we gonna start with uh Dallas over here. Um, Because that was the next game over there. And uh, they pulled off that win. So, instead of me, you know, giving my thoughts this time around, I'm here to get your thoughts on that game here. So,
1: I mean, my thoughts (laughs) – I mean, I just – I I feel like that it was a game that Seattle was supposed to win, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, Seattle – Play good defense. They for the for the most part, I just felt like that they waited too late to make the comeback. Mm-hmm. They waited too late. They waited to the fourth quarter. Um, I mean both defense was filling each other out. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I yeah, Dallas moved on to the next round, but they don't scare nobody. I mean, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott got off. He, you know, I mean you you. He's gonna get his touches. He's gonna do what he do. But they don't scare nobody. That defense don't scare no. I mean, they're at home. See, they see one thing I, I can say about Dallas is that they're good at home. But when they get on the road, they they tense up. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how I felt like it played. It, like I felt that Seattle waited too late to make a push. Especially where their defense was playing. You see what I'm saying? Right. And then they gave up big plays. You know, gave up the touchdown. It was just – I mean, like I said, Dallas not scaring nobody. I mean, I take my hat off to him. I was wrong because I picked Dallas to lose very bad. So, but we'll see how – we'll see this upcoming weekend. I just don't really have too much to say. I just felt like that Russell Russell Wilson was the – you know, by him being that quarterback that has been on this stage – that has won a championship, and then you got that running game behind you. The running game was ineffective, which hurt them. But then when the defense was playing where they were, they couldn't actually do anything. Then they waited late to do something. So you can say that Pete Carroll coached himself. Would you agree, Twanny? I mean, in, in that sense, a little bit?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going am agree to that statement. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring up my, my girlfriend here. Uh, she's a huge Seattle fan, you know, from, the, from, from a long time ago. And she's been saying it all season this year that Seattle always wait until the last minute to try to turn it up, you know. And everybody know what turn up mean, you know, get turned. Um, they wait till the last minute, you know. The games are always within their reach, but they don't play like they play all games to really start making drives and you know finally getting that touchdown and then it's just like why couldn't you play like that the whole game because this this game could have actually went a whole different direction if y'all would have been playing that steady and that solid as you did this last drive to get this touchdown to keep you in this game to give you any hope to win it and they and they didn't you know this time it came back and it backfired on them, you know, because they came down to trying to get that onside recovery. And the onside recovery was awful. Probably one of the worst offensive, you know, I mean, uh, excuse me, onside recoveries that, you know, I'd not seen in the history of onside recoveries, to be quite honest with you. But I think definitely Pete Carroll outcoached himself. So I agree with you, Charlie. I think they should have used the run game a whole lot more up the middle. And I think they really should have been get, trying to get the ball in their playmaker's hands. I felt like they were too conservative at times because the game was so close. I felt like because they made a few stops here, they didn't try to attack on those stops. You know, the mistake that, you know, that Prescott made, they didn't get any points out of it. I felt like that was a missed opportunity there as well, too. That was how, you you know, you take the win out of the team because this was like, oh, we got the mistake that, that Prescott made. You know, let's take advantage of it. And no disrespect to Alan Hearns. Um, nobody wants to see a man get injured, especially the way he got injured in that game. That was an awful, awful-looking injury. I seen it right away, and I caught it before the announcer's head said it because it took them a while to even see anything in the film. The cameras were still rolling on him. I seen his ankle just laying there sideways while the rest of his body was going in a different direction. But uh, my point of bringing that up is, is that they're less one man now they're less one of their playmakers, and you still didn't even take advantage of it. So I think Seattle dropped the ball on that aspect that you had now only had uh, Mari Cooper, who you, for the most part, you know, until toward the end of that game, you was keeping in check. And the only person that was really getting off was Ezekiel Elliott, and he's a superstar. Like you said earlier, Charlie, he's going to get his touches, whether it's receiving the ball out of the backfield or, you know, rushing the ball. You can't hold him down for too long. You're just not going to completely shut him out. So, to me, that leaves you with basically one playmaker to make a play. And then toward the end, you start allowing Dak Prescott to, you know, take off and make long runs and gains to keep sustained drives and, you know, keep the drive going and keep your defense out there on that field. Now, did Seattle defense play well enough to win that game? No, they didn't. Like a lot of uh, teams' defense and wild card weekend did, they did not, but they did enough to keep their team in it. That's why the score was so close. And that's what you expect because you expect the offenses to bring it up or not because they know it's, you know, playoffs. You expect the defenses to bring it up or not because you know it's playoff. You know it's one and done. So you expect a different level than you've seen in any regular season game, whether it was, you know, the two best teams with the two best records going head-to-head at it to win it, or, you know, or it was, you know, the best offense versus the best defense going head to head that in the regular season. You expected the playoff team to take it up another level. And again, outside of that Texans and Colts game, every other game we seen did bring that. You know, the offenses were kind of low scoring. Um, uh, but when they made plays, they did what they needed to do to make plays. And the defenses, the defenses didn't play, you know, outstanding, but they did enough to keep their team in it to where it's like, hey, we can still win this because we kept y'all in it. And again, Seattle, you know, at the end of it, they 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 blew it. They they let it down. It ain't too much more you could say about that. You know, it's just like, you know, special teams on, on a part too. You know, they allowed uh Tavon Austin to, you know, get off in that in, late in that game and keep them in to keep Dallas in field position two, which was kind of disappointing as well too, because they special teams was playing well up to that point there. So um, you know, final thoughts on that one, uh, Charlie, before we go to the next playoff team but wild card weekend.
1: Um, yeah, I'm gonna just throw this stat out there: seventy three to one sixty four. Mm. Seventy three to one sixty four. Seattle rushed for seventy three yards. Dallas ran for one sixty four. Mm. That's that's huge. Very. That that's huge. And Ezekiel Elliott had over had over hundred thirty of those. So you shut down that running attack, which they were known for. They was number one coming into the coming into this wild card re- weekend, excuse me, running the football. Mm-hmm. They're rushing over 150 yards or just about 150 yards. As a team. So will you, as, a t- as a team, thank mm-hmm. you. As a team. So will you take that away and then you don't let um, Russell Wilson use his legs Along with his arm that he has, Seattle's gonna lose in that aspect. Yeah, just think about that for a second. Seventy-three to one sixty-four. That's crazy. That made a huge. That's crazy. That's a
0: huge difference. Huge, huge, huge definitely. difference.
1: So I'm just, I'm just gonna leave it there. So, like I said, I was wrong. Shout out to the Cowboys. You know, we'll see how they do. On, I believe they play Sunday. But we I'm I'm know I'm getting ahead of myself, but you know, gotta let you go and go to the next to the next topic.
0: Okay. Before I do that, I'm gonna admit I was wrong too. I told the cowboy fans that Dak was gonna let y'all down. Um I'm a man, you know, before anything, and I can admit when I'm wrong. Hey, enjoy y'all win. we'll see what y'all do uh this coming weekend here. But I was wrong. That, you know, he did his part, what he needed to do, even after, you know, his lone mistake. And the Cowboys pulled out that win. So that's the second one I was wrong on, the same way I was wrong on the the, uh, Houston Texans winning over the Colts. So the next topic, we're going to jump right back over to the AFC here for the final wild card game here, which was uh, the Chargers against uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And on that one, I'm going to take it back to Charlie, um on this one here let him start this one off with his his comments his thoughts and how he felt how that game went there charlie
1: <laughs> now if i'm not mistaken i did call this game too um i did say old school against new school mm-hmm. am i correct i did say that you did sir Old school against. i did old school against new
0: school okay you did sir
1: so uh how i feel about that this game i was correct Lamar Lamar Jackson looked it like he was in college, like he was a freshman. It was total three hundred and sixty. And the reason I said that was was that Philip Rivers was not going to play the way he plays the last time Baltimore and LA met up. Here's why I say that. Yeah, Philip Rivers didn't throw no no didn't throw a touchdown, but he had no picks. The last time they played, he had two or three interceptions. That's huge as well. And Lamar Jackson, yeah, he threw for two touchdowns and one interception. But if I'm not mistaken, 20 I could be wrong. Didn't he have a couple of funnels? Yes, he did. And a couple process in the process? Yes, he did. And then those touchdowns came in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter. So that defense for the Chargers, they were ready. They came with it. They they made sure, like, no, we're not going to let this happen like it happened last game. We're not going to let you beat us with your legs. We're going to let you beat us with your arm. And that's exactly what the Chargers did. Good game plan by Lynn. Good, ah, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, the score was 23-17, but that don't that don't really tell the whole story. Correct. I predicted it. I, pre- I predicted this. I'm done. 20, go ahead, man. I Like I said, <laughs> old school against new school. Go ahead, go ahead. I wish Lajin was on because I did tell him that old school was going to prevail. But what do you got to say? To him? <laughs>
0: All right, so before what I say, what I got to say, since Charlie just said he wish Lajin was on today, since he's not here to speak for himself, so I will remind uh, our subscribers, um, and then I'll even mention to our new um, listeners here, his predictions. So his prediction was that um, Baltimore would win and then that the rookie Lamar Jackson was also going to have two touchdowns on the Chargers. But before I further go that, let's go with the rest of his predictions too. All of us had rooted for the Bears to win We're Bears fans, and we were all incorrect. Uh, Lajin had also predicted that Houston would beat the Texans. So me and him were both wrong. Charlie was the only one right on that one. And then uh, the Cowboy game, um, we were all had voted that the Seahawks would win that one, so we were all wrong on that one. So, Lajin can, you know, further, you know what I'm saying, discuss next week when he's on with the rest of you guys, but I had to throw those out there. So, now my predictions, uh, so obviously you heard Lajin's and you heard Charlie's, I had also had predicted that the Chargers would win as well, too. Um, One, I had mentioned a stat last week that 0-7, And I pointed that out because I wanted all the new listeners and current, you know, subscribers to, you know, understand this. But I also wanted, you know, from the sideline to understand this, too. The 0-7 stood for veteran quarterbacks against rookie quarterbacks in a playoff game. And now, after the Baltimore Ravens just lost to the Chargers, it is now 0-8 when a veteran quarterback faces a rookie quarterback in playoff games. That's why I mentioned last week that the Chargers would win based off just that lone stack. The second reason I had mentioned it is because of the fact that, again, like I mentioned earlier, when you're playing in the playoffs, it's a different element. Everybody turns it up a notch because you know you only got one chance at it. You only got one chance It's When you go home? Some people understand it right away and some people don't. And as it seems, or as it still may stand by the records, 0 and 8 rookie quarterbacks still un- don't understand how it is and how hard it is to win in the playoffs. You know, on top of how hard it is to get to a playoff to begin with, so. You know, with Baltimore, you know, needing a little help, but also needing to help themselves at that standpoint, I don't really think they understood that because Lamar Jackson came out right away on the first drive that they touched the ball, and he fumbled twice. Yes, they did recover it, but on the third time, when it was third and long, they handed off, they running back who hadn't been playing all season, who had to take over because of injuries, who the young running back himself, he fumbles it. That set the tone right away, and I knew right away that this game was still – like I had predicted, the Chargers to win. Yes, like Charlie said earlier, the score doesn't tell the whole game. The Chargers had this in hand. Yes, you know, Baltimore made a nice little run toward the end, blah, 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 blah. But the total control from beginning to end was the Chargers, like predicted, and they were pissed that they lost to Baltimore the way they did, and they was going to be fired up. On the defensive end, they was fired up. On the offensive end, they was fired up. To me, that game was total control by the Chargers. It ain't really much to discuss here. It looked pretty bad. And I'm shocked that, in the end, that the Chargers were able to put up a couple of touchdowns to try to get it close and try to get the ball back to, you know, try to make it somewhat of a game. If you want to be honest, you could say a respectable loss. But to me, since, you know, the Chargers controlled, you know, Three quarters of that of that of that whole game, I don't really call it respectable. It was just like, yeah, we got this game and in, in under hand in, in hand, it's under wraps. They allowed a few touchdowns, but they they did what they were supposed to do. And like I mentioned last week, too, for our new subscribers who didn't listen, I knew that uh, Lamar Jackson was going to be under the rest. He wasn't going to be able to make the passes that he needed to make when it was necessary. And once you stop his running. There's nothing else left. There was nothing else left. He didn't show anything that showed them to be dangerous, to show them to be scary. That, you know that showed that you know he could carry this team. You know past the wild card round. That's all I really have here. So I was correct on that one, along with Charlie as well, too. So I just want to put that out there. <laughs>
1: and then I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say this: Chargers had seven sacks. Watchman only had one sack. Mm-hmm. That tells another story.
0: They did have a turnover. They did have a turnover though. One sack no, and one no,
1: turnover. Right. What, what I'm saying as far as the sacks. Right. Go, Baltimore only had one only had one sack.
0: Right. And they the number one defense. So Right. That's right up there with the bears. Right. right. That's a lot.
1: But the Chargers had seven sacks. Right. So so again, can you say that Harbaugh outcoached himself? Nah, because when you when you come at, when you at home, you were supposed to dominate at home. That was a tough loss, even though I predicted that was a tough loss for Baltimore. And I and I heard, and I keep hearing media outlets and people saying, well, it should have been Joe Flacco. No. You went with this rookie, you live by the rookie, you die by the rookie. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? When it's all said and done. Because that's gonna be your future. Now, do I think he has a bright future? Yeah if you want to be like michael vick but you got to get an arm i mean you have a i mean you you got to develop the arm excuse me i don't want to disrespect it Mm -hmm. you got to develop that arm so does that make sense 20 you got to develop
0: that arm a little bit It can't just be the legs to an extent i don't think it was him not developing the arm um i think he's actually and i'm a huge michael vick fan i think he's a better passer coming out of college than michael vick was I think the fact that he was kind of handcuffed and told to, hey, these are the plays that were scripted and we're going to use your legs. But the problem was, and that's, and, and we've seen this throughout the entire wild card weekend for all quarterbacks that can with their arms and their legs, every quarterback not named Andrew Luck were spied. So every quarterback that can make plays with their legs or extend plays with their legs and throw on the run or take off and run were all spied, and it slowed down what the offenses like to do. That's the thing about the playoffs. You get to see more game film once you get to the playoff, and that's another reason why everybody can turn it up. So the fact of the matter that, to me, uh, John Harbaugh didn't really make any – Adjustments at halftime. First off, but the second thing was at the beginning of the game, he didn't throw in no new wrinkles that nobody seen. So it was easy for the Chargers to keep their game plan. So that was the huge problem. Throw anything out there. You didn't have him try to you know launch the ball downfield right away to show he can be accurate and throw you know throw the balls by dimes, which he has shown throughout the regular season once he was able to start. He didn't do it a lot, but he showed it. So it was that was your opportunity to take advantage of it because there's not a lot of film on it. All they have is really the film on him running the ball with his legs and you let that opportunity get away from you. So and uh, so I got to put it on the coach that he kind of outcoached himself because you you had the opportunity and, you know, you probably want to limit mistakes, but the, stakes, the mistakes still happen. So why not just go after it? Go after it and see what, you know, they're able to do. And you didn't do enough because in the end, when you had no other choice but to let Lamar Jackson pass, he threw a couple of touchdowns. He threw the touchdowns, the two touchdowns that LaJean had said he would throw last week, and they were there. But you waited too little, too late. Straight up. So, but yeah, agree. He 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 definitely has a bright future. But his coach got to stop handcuffing him and allow him to you know do it a little bit with both, like Russell Wilson can do it, like Deshaun Watson could do it like Mr. Trubisky can do it. Can, they all can do it with their arms and their legs. You don't necessarily have to take off downfield. You just have to buy a little time, like Aaron Rodgers used to do. You just got to buy a little time and throw that ball downfield to the open man once everybody starts to bite down thinking they're going to take off. That's the best part of having a dual-threat quarterback. When you think he's going to take off, he can play in his feet and throw the ball to that open man that you just left wide open. And I felt like John Hardball didn't uh, allow that to happen, and that's what put him in that position they was in. So, that being said, yep, yeah, but that being said, before we go to our next topic, we're going to have to pay some bills here, take a quick commercial break, and uh, hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back with y'all to finish off uh, the rest of the podcast from front to sideline. so y'all hang tight, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, family. Thanks for sticking around with us after a word from our sponsors and our commercial break here. Um, before we jump into our next topic here, I'm about to pass it to my man, Charlie, here. He's looking for some new challenges on the Madden uh, 2019 here on Xbox One. So, Charlie, man, go ahead and drop your gamer tag so you can find somebody who's ready to challenge you on the all-Madden level here.
1: Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So, my gamer tag is... Not, so not Lotus ninety one, so that's spelled as N A U S E A N T. The N is capitalized. The L is capitalized. It is Lotus L O T U S ninety one. So it's all together. So it's not, so not Lotus ninety one. But everybody just call me Lotus because I do what I do on that on the Xbox. You see what I'm saying? So uh, whether I'm playing with my playing against my friends, which I whoop on them, or I'm playing online. I do what I do in the map, but that's my gamer tag. So you wanna come challenge? Let's bring it. Cause I ride it out with them bears if <laughs> we don't go. Just let like, you know straight up. So as well. Um, so that's my gamer tag. So what I'm gonna do is, um, subscribers, um, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go ahead and go right to the sat to the um divisional round for uh Saturday. Some pretty good divisional games. Um you know, you got the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Los Angeles Rams in LA. I'm gonna start off with the Colts and the Chiefs. Not gonna spend too much time on. I'm just gonna get run it down real quick. I'm going I'm going with the Colts. Mm. I'm, I'm going with the Colts. Again, like I said. Andrew Luck got something to prove
0: Mm.
1: when it's all said and done, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how many times I got to keep stressing it. This man got something to prove. He keep hearing about Patrick Mahomes. He keep hearing about um, uh, Aaron Rodgers. He keep hearing about um, Drew Brees. He keep hearing about Ben Roethlisberger. He keep hearing about Jared Goff and Nick Foles, Nick Magic. Keep hearing all these quarterbacks. Where everybody, but he, he inside himself, he keeps saying, wait a minute. Just like I said before we went to the commercial. Y'all forgot about me. I'm the number one draft pick. I've been doing this. I'm the coherent to the the great Peyton Manning. And then not only that, that defense. I'm not worried about Kansas City Chiefs defense. They don't scare nobody. Their offense does, don't get me wrong. And, again, you're talking about putting in a a second-year player, Patrick Mahomes, which MVP, in a hostile environment, even though he is at home, going up against the Colts. Because their defense is for real. Their defense is for real. They're not like um, any other defense that, you know, that I see. Well, excuse me, let me rephrase that. They're not like the Kansas City Chiefs defense, if, if, if that makes sense, Juani. Pretty much is that the Colts defense, they, they play together. They play fundamentally sound. They get after you, and they play together, and they play fast, and they play smart. Kansas City Chiefs defense got too many holes. They got too many holes. I don't care if they are at home. So, with this, with this game here, being in, if I'm not mistaken, twenty Arrowhead Stadium with the score. I'm just gonna say this: if the game goes how it went, when the Colts play Houston, the score is gonna be the Colts twenty-four and the Chiefs twenty-one. Now, if it has to be a high-scoring game, I'm gonna give the edge to the Colts thirty-five. Points 35 and the Chiefs 32. I know it's kind of you're like, well, wait, why would you two do two different scores? The first score I did was if the defense of the Colts step up like they did against Houston, that's why I did that score. But if they have to have a shootout, that's why I picked this, that's why I have the second score. So Twenty, what do you say?
0: Okay. So here's 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 my deal, uh, but before I get to my deal, I'ma say. Lajin like was here. I don't know what score he would pick, but he would pick uh, the Kansas City to beat the Colts hands down because he's a huge uh, he's a, he's a huge um, Patrick Mahomes fan. The same way I am a huge Deshaun Watson fan. To the point that he felt like. Uh, Patrick Mahomes should have been drafted for the Bears when we had the opportunity to get him so next week he'll probably drop you to score whether they you know win or lose but I'm telling you he would not go against them right now okay so as for me Charlie it's hard for me to go against you but I'm gonna drop a few nuggets before I give you my predictions here so I'm not gonna say right now if I'm going against you or not I'm just saying right now it's hard for me to go against you so first nugget here the Colts did lose Mike Miller in their defense, but they lost him early on here, okay? And they still played very well to shut down Deshaun Watson, again, who I'm a huge fan of, and the rest of that Colts offense. So the defense still, you know, they still prevailed, and they prevailed nicely. It wasn't even a They still handled business all the way through that fourth quarter. And like I mentioned earlier, that touchdown by Kiki shouldn't have been called a, a, a touchdown. So – um, now, going flipping it to the Kansas City side, you got Sammy Watkins coming back now from that foot injury. He didn't practice now. So, hey, that's throwing a little uh, different aspect into what the Colts got to look at. And then the Colts still have to account for not just Patrick Mahomes, but they really got to take care, you know, the cheetah. The cheetah is what you always got to look at. And for those who don't know the nickname of the cheetah, that's, that's my man. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's Tariq Hill. So you have to account for him wherever he's out on the field. Now, the coat, uh, excuse me, uh, the Chiefs also have a running back by committee scheme that's been working pretty well since they suspended uh, since they suspended Kareem Hunt. So that's another thing you have to look at. But when you flip it back over here to the Colt side, like Charlie said earlier, um the Kansas City defense, they don't scare nobody. They really don't. Outside of that front seven, they really don't scare nobody. They traded more offense, uh, you know, traded defense, excuse me, uh, followers. They traded more defense to get more offense, but it hurts their defense in the long run. So when you're missing top cornerbacks and you're missing linebackers in, that, in, in the middle, you know, and, and then you have to, you know, just kind of pick and choose old veteran safety, that really hurts you. So in the end, I'm going to have to go here and roll with the Colts on this one. I don't see how the Colts' defense can really stop Andrew Luck. I don't see how they can stop Marlon Mack. I don't see how they can stop uh, T.Y. Hilton. And I don't see how Patrick Mahomes can really turn this into a shootout. I think it's a low-scoring game. But I'm going to go ahead and put it 21-17 for the Colts here on that aspect here. So, Charlie – any any other final thoughts when we move on to the next game on Saturday here?
1: Just not really. I mean, you pretty much hit everything on the nail. Again, like I like I stated before, that that defense is going to take away what what is pretty much going to take away Tyreek Hill. They're going to try to. They're going to try. You know when it's all, but they're going to try to. You know they're not going to let Patrick Mahomes get out of that pocket. And you know, move out of the pocket, like like pretty much they're gonna they're gonna minimize him. They, they they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have a good defensive scheme mm-hmm. for Patrick Mahomes. They're pretty much all around the board. Yeah, and you're right. They do have a you know running back by committee and everything. I I get all that. You got to count for Kalis as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that defense, man, it's just it's just fundamentally sound. Sound. They play together. They play together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just everything. They're scary. I think I said that a couple of weeks ago. Like, the Colts is scary. If they get in the playoffs, they, they're a scary team. And they're proving that. Mm-hmm. They're proving that. You know, they under the radar. 90 more. But that's just my thoughts. I mean, I'm passing back to you before we go to the next game.
0: I agree. What are your thoughts? I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. They're definitely scary. And like I mentioned earlier, too. They, they're the scariest team throughout the entire playoff, not just on the AFC side, but on the NFC side as well, too. I really don't think nobody want to face them. I think they can come and make a run here. There's been quite a few teams over the years who started from the wild card and worked their way all the way to the playoffs with this type of continuity, with this type of aggressiveness, with this type of consistency, with this type of mentality. This team is that team this year. You know, I really think that they could probably pull this off. And facing an, a a Chiefs team that just right now defensively, you know, they got some big name players, but they just aren't able to make consistent stops. They aren't. You know, I think that you know they the Colts can just you know take this game too. And I I don't want to say easy, but you know, with the confidence they're rolling on right now, and again, if you look at that. At the history of other wildcard teams that worked their way to the to the Super Bowl, and it's a ton of I can name. You know that formula right now. You know it's not a real huge bunch of big names, but it's some players that make plays on both ends of the ball that help them get there. They on that right track, man. They on that right track. That's the team to worry about. You can forget about that that nose magic or whatever everybody else was talking about because it wasn't much magic in that Bears game. He squawked by with one, all right? Let's be honest here. He he shouldn't have came away with that win. They should be home right now. So we ain't going to talk about that no more. But the real scary team out of all the teams in the playoffs is the Colts. It doesn't matter what conference in. It's the Colts. So, Charlie, I'm going to pass it back to you. What's the next game on Saturday? Your predictions, your thoughts. Holler at your boy with it,
1: man, for sure. So we have the Dallas Cowboys that beat the Seattle Seahawks last weekend. Dallas going to L.A. to pay the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. Man, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be lovely. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say it's gonna be lovely because you got that offensive line for Dallas going up against Aaron Donald. Adamic and Sue that defensive line I mean you talk about trenches one-on-one in the trenches oh man that's gonna be a fight that's gonna be a battle now here's my thing ladies and gentlemen I don't believe in that Prescott because like Nick Foles he got lucky last Sunday I mean last last Saturday excuse me he got super lucky now, do I think Ezekiel Elliott can run the ball? Oh yeah, he's gonna get his touches, but you have to put the ball in Dak's hands. Aaron Donald and them gonna come after them. Now, I will say this too: if 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 the Cowboys know any if they, if they know anything well, and if they studied and did their homework, they better watch how the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, twenty and the Bears dominated the Rams. At the line of scrimmage, they better they better do some home they better look at some tape at that, as well. I think Jared Goff got something to prove. He's at home. Um, Ty Gurley is supposed to be back, and then you got that X factor. To me personally, is C.J. Anderson, which I thought that was a huge signing. So you pretty much got a two-headed monster back there that you got to account for, along with their receivers. You know, with uh, if I'm not mistaken, twenty Robert Woods. And what's the other fast-ride receiver, Twan, if I'm not mistaken?
0: Um, uh, J- uh, Cook. Cooks, yes, mm-hmm. thank you, Cooks.
1: So, when it's all said and done, I know the Dallas defense, they, they bend and it don't break, and they're playing with confidence right now. I get all that. But if you have to put the, put the ball in that Prescott's hands, on the road, he's going to fold he's going to fold like a piece of paper trying to go in the garbage. Mm. So my score is for that game is L.A. 28, Dallas 20. Twenty, what you got to say?
0: Okay. So, um, man, this, this is going to be a good game here. This is going to be a very good game. Um, I don't want to sound like a hater or anything like that, but I think this is definitely going to be a good game. So at the end of the day, here's what we got to look at before I give my predictions on who I'm looking at or which team I'm going with. Uh, the Rams defense has been known all season to give up some huge rushing yards, especially to better running backs. Um, long story short, Yeah, you got Adama Kassou in the middle, and everybody know about Aaron Donalds. But those two have always been known as sack masters. They ain't never really been known as run stoppers. So if you flip it back to Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott can get off, you know what I'm saying, just running right up the gut on them because all they do is push forward, you know, to get that sack, Name concentrating on the run. I think it also hurts the Rams that they had traded uh, Alex Ogletree you know, in order to provide more offense to their team, a la Kansas City, you know, trading away better um, defensive players to add more offense to their team in the exact same manner. So something to keep an eye on. So that's why I picked the Kansas City, uh, excuse me, the uh, Indianapolis Coast over Kansas City. So you probably already see why I'm going with this here. Okay. All right. So um, that being said, Flipping it back to LA. LA does have Jared Goff and he went to his first uh playoff game and they got blew out by Yeah, but he has the experience now. He still has a monster himself in Ty Gurley, who can catch the ball and he out of the backfield, he can line up as a wide receiver and catch the ball. He can run the ball and he's been phenomenal. And if you think I'm lying, just check his stats. He's also been on my fantasy team. And the man put up 20 some odd points for me, he led me all the way to the championship until he didn't play in championship week. And that's how I lost it because that hurt me big time. <laughs> but anyway, that's a whole another discussion. Okay. <laughs> they still got Robert Woods. They got Brandon Cook on the outside. Yeah, they're missing Cooper Cup um, as a slot receiver, but they still got a lot of speedy receivers. And they got a they do have an X Factor, which a lot of people don't pay attention to. He wasn't utilized as well this year, which was kind of frustrating for me just being a fan of football. But in Jared Everett, their tight end, who was more of a like a, a young version of some of the speedier tight ends over the years that we've seen, the hybrid tight ends, when he had his rookie year, he had a phenomenal rookie year, and this year they didn't even utilize him. I think this would be the game that they actually get utilized because they don't have a lot of game film. You have to go back a year prior to, you know, Uh, figure out how to make sure you keep him in check and match up with him. So at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a tight score. I do see um, Ezekiel Elliott still, again, getting his touches and doing his thing. I think that at the end of the day, because they do, the Rams do have the DBs versus Kansas City don't have the DBs that will make some plays. Dak will throw at least two interceptions, Got y'all fans. Y'all thought I was gonna go with the Cowboys, but I think that uh the LA Rams gonna edge this out at home, and it's gonna be a twenty-three to twenty-one game. LA pulls this out. Charlie, what you what, what you think about what I just said now that I dropped a few nuggets here.
1: Man, you dropped some you dropped some nuggets. You dropped a 10 piece, 20 piece, 30 piece, you <laughs> dropped some nuggets, bro. Man, <laughs> just man, you dropped some nuggets for real. No, I, I agree with the thing that you're saying. Um, I will say this too. And and again, I don't want to sound like a cowboy hater because at the end of the day, I'm a football fan more than anything. That's why it's called from the sidelines, because we football fans, we sports fans at the end of the day. Yes, sir. Now, when I say that, you know, Ezekiel is gonna get his touches, and if you put the ball in Dak's hands, you're gonna lose. Let me rephrase that real quick. Dak doesn't have to do too much, he just has to do enough. And what I mean by do enough is not not turn the ball over, play within control, because you got Ezekiel, you 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 got Cooper, you know you you've got you know you you got some tight ends that may be unknown, but they actually can catch the ball that you trust. So this is not a Des Bryant situation where it's that oh I got to get to Des Bryant or we don't win. No, you just have to play within control. At the line of scrimmage. You see what I'm saying, Antoine? I mean, does that, make, does that make sense? Makes sense. You know, for, 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 for the, for, in order for Dallas to win, because you got a, you got a defense that's going to rally behind you. They're going to rally because they feel like they're disrespected, that they don't get the recognition that they deserve. So that's just my thing with, you know, my final thoughts with that. And, again, they're in L.A. So, again, L.A. got some – Brown's got something to prove as well because they done lost some tough games this year. So they want to let everybody know, like, hey, you know, don't forget about us. You know, we went on that that heck of a run where we won, won what, 10, 11, 12 games? Right. You know, as well. So, again, it's going to be about – I want to prove it. Uh, let's, I want to prove something. And then I want to say this. Didn't Jerry Goff and Dak Prescott came out the same year, didn't they? Yep. So that's an intriguing matchup as well. So you got someone that was a number was in number two draft pick. And then you got that Prescott. I believe he was like a
0: third or fourth or fifth round pick. Fifth round pick to be exact.
1: Fifth round pick. So that's I mean so that right there adds to another storyline as well. What do you say Twenty, for your final thoughts with that?
0: Okay. Uh, that's that's some good nuggets there too. You know definitely something to add along to, to this fire here. So we we gonna see you know uh jared golf you know his rookie year i'm gonna drop a nugget here which a lot of people already know this information he was kind of labeled a bus in his rookie year but you know his coach you know jeff fisher you know definitely handcuffed him he threw him out there because he knew the season was a loss but he handcuffed him he didn't allow him to do anything and then the fact that the matter is outside of uh you know, uh, Ty Gurley, he didn't really have any talent to throw the ball to to begin with. He didn't have the tight end in, uh Jared Everett. He didn't have, you know, uh, Brandon Cook, who was brought in on a trade. He didn't have, um, you know, he didn't have Robert Woods, who was brought in on a free agency contract. And they didn't ha- even draft uh, Cooper Cup at that time, even though he's injured for the season right now. So, uh, the improvement to the offensive line, improvement to the defensive line, you know, a whole different scheme makes this team – Uh, You know, obviously a whole lot better for, you know, these past two seasons since, you know, three years ago when uh, Jared Goff had to play under, you know, a a coach who was just a defensive-minded coach. And, you know, it was, you know, do, you know, wanted to play a game manager type deal, how the Bears had to kind of deal with, with Mitch Trubisky, his rookie year under John Fox, same kind of concept and stuff like that. So I do see. You know, a nice little matchup here, but at the end of the day, a first-round draft pick that is actually has shown that he's not a bust versus another quarterback who ended up dropping to the fifth round for a reason. You know, I uh, I do see Jerry Goff end up at the end of the day pulling this off here. I do, I do, I see. You know that the Rams had enough rest. Ty Gurley was injured. You know those last few games toward the end of the season. Players are healthy now. I, You know, I think they got a lot more film to, you know, to scan and scope and, you know, analyze and break down on the Cowboys. At the end of the day, Cowboys fans, I'm going to go against you again, but I'm not going to be as harsh on you this time around because I made myself look kind of ridiculous. But I think the Rams do, again, pull it off, and I think Jared Goff ends up being the better quarterback of this matchup, you know, between these two that were drafted in the same year. Charlie, what else you got for us here for the next coming matchups?
1: Okay, so we got the Sunday game. We got the Los Angeles Chargers going up against the Patriots. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Then you got to top it off to finish off the divisional weekend. You got the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the New Orleans Saints. So, Twy, I'm going I'm to start with you, man. Which game did you want to start with, and what's your thoughts, and what's your predictions?
0: So, I'm going to start with that New England Patriot game right away because everybody always talks about the GOAT, the great Tom Brady, who kind of ended out the season looking like the old Tom Brady. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater at all. I do hate how people, you know, hold them to a higher standard than everybody else in the league. And I guess rightfully so when you've been winning – You know, there's controversy of cheating and things of that nature. We won't get into that. We'll just talk about how Tom Brady has been, you know, one of the top QBs over his time frame here, okay? So we're going to stick with that. We ain't going to throw any other hater-type elements in there. So that being said, uh, the way they ended out the season, I know they had time to prep and prepare and get healthy themselves, but I'll just jump right to it here. I think that when New England Patriots lose this game, you know, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. I think they really do. I think that Gronk ain't in the same shape that he was you know, I think he's still fighting through some injuries and just trying to help his team win. I think that, you know, uh, Tom Brady is looking like how Peyton Manny looked when he won his last Super Bowl. He didn't look that great, you know, going into the playoffs. He looked it old, you know, they had to kind of dink and dunk things. And, you know, he had to kind of, you know, have his defense kind of pull him out of things. The Patriots don't have that luxury with their defense, though. They don't have a Von Miller-type, you know, led defense that, you know, Peyton Manning had that helped them secure that Super Bowl win in his last season there. So that's how I'm looking at it here. So, Charlie, you tell me if you think I'm wrong on that aspect because I ain't even talking about the other team. I'm just looking – I'm solely focusing on how just old – and, you know, how many holes it is on the offensive side and the defensive side of the Patriots. What you think, though?
1: Uh, I totally agree, Twanny, man. I mean, you hit it right on the nail. And to kind of go back to what you were saying, yeah, of course you're going to look great against the Jets. Come on now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean did you really just say that? That that they, that they he looked at like the old against the Jets? The Jets? Okay. I'll let you have that. I, I I I I I know subscribers, I know, I, I know. You have to excuse them. It's okay. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, okay. Okay. So back to what you were saying. I totally agree. Uh look, let me let me just say this, man. Tom Brady, Father Tom is here. It ain't going nowhere. 40 is not the new 30. <laughs> Don't just I, I mean. It, it, again, you. this is not the same Patriots team that scares anybody. Yeah, they get to the playoffs every year, yeah, but just like you said, Twani, Gronk ain't the same Gronk. Brady's not the same Brady. There's controversy. You know what, you're going to lean on the running game? You're going to throw it to the running back? You know, you think you're going to throw five yards like this is going to do something? No, people are hip to that. Let me rephrase that. Teams are hip to that, excuse me. And you're going up against the Chargers, which, again, that defense has proven that they can win on the road in a hostile environment. They won in Baltimore. They're going to win in New England as well because their defense is coming to play. They're going to come and play lights out. Phillip Rivers is going to play within control like he did in Baltimore. No interceptions, take care of the football, give it to your running back, and give it to your playmakers. Because they also have a running back by committee. But I don't see this New England scared anybody. I mean, they look at they they lucky they even got the number two C. To be honest, they should be a wild card. But you know, it's the Patriots, the Patriots. So, and I get the whole less the GOAT situation and you know, he's the goal. I get all that. But when it's your time, it's your time to let it go and hang it up. And it's caught up with him. It has. I mean, am I lying, Twenty? What you got to say?
0: Um, I guess I should go back and, you know, show some respect to the Chargers, too, because they did their thing against Baltimore. I definitely see, you know, them pulling out this game. Um, but a lot of it, again, has to do with, Again, like you said, Father Time is caught up with Tom Brady. You know, you can't keep dinking and dunking because people are hip to that now. This is the new NFL now. You got to get that ball downfield. You can't throw laterally. You can't keep dropping it off to the running backs out of the backfield. You know, you have to, you have to figure out something else. And the way that Chargers defense played, you know – Played their cards right and were well disciplined against Baltimore, who was basically doing what I just mentioned dinking and dunking to the wide receivers, dinking and dunking to the running backs, and then trying to run with a quarterback. You know, they're gonna be well prepared for this because guess what? They don't have to worry about a running quarterback this time. Tom Brady ain't gonna, you know, ain't gonna burn, it's gonna be the dinking dunks, try to quick slant, and they're gonna be all over that and they're going to put pressure on Brady and they're going to sack him quite a few times. They had seven against a, a running quarterback in Lamar Jackson. They're going to get at least five against a Tom Brady who's been here before. They're going to bring that man down. So again, I got to show some respect to the Chargers. Um, Also Phillip rivers, because he's playing like a man on a mission here too as well. He's going to do his thing. He's not going to turn that ball over. He's going to get it in his hand of his playmakers, Melvin Gordon, and then he's going to shoot downfield to all his wide receivers, his young wide receivers, his than wide receivers. He's going to make it happen. It doesn't matter what tight ends they missing; the ball is going to be in play for all his playmakers. But at the end of the day, I still got to rewind and go back to how just you know y'all can laugh at me about the Jets and everything else. But Tom Brady and the rest of this team look like they are done. Yourself out. They, they're not that same They ain't th- Even though they lost last year in the Super Bowl, they don't even look like a shell of that team last year. And mm-hmm. like Charlie said earlier, they should have technically been a wild card team. They escaped and got away with it, you know, by the hands of, you know, the way everything played out in the regular season. But they're just not that team. They wasn't that team last year when they made it to the Super Bowl. They squeaked in last year, and they even worse this year. Sorry. It's the truth. You got to deal with it. So, Charlie, what's the next game on our list here for Sunday?
1: Well, but before we get to that, I just want to give the prediction real quick. And I get your prediction, and I will definitely go to the next game real quick. I predict the score is is that it's going to be a a pretty much a low-scoring game for that. I got the L.A. Chargers 20, and I got the Patriots 14. What do you say, twenty?
0: Cool. Uh, yeah, I forgot my predictions as well too. So I'm gonna say Chargers, um, twenty-seven, Patriots, twenty. Okay. Yep.
1: Okay. So the last game of the divisional weekend is the Philadelphia Eagles, one up against the New Orleans Saints.
0: Yes, indeed. So I'm gonna
1: give it back to I'm gonna give it back to you again, Twani. Okay. What which what, which what, what's your take? I mean, you got you got the 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 you know you got the Philly magic going up against who that who that mm-hmm. what you what you got to say about that real quick, man.
0: Okay. So first and foremost, is no Philly magic. Y'all can end that. Y'all can end that. Y'all was biting y'all nails in that that field gold against the bears that y'all y'all had to hang up on. Uh, Nick Foles got outplayed by Mitch Trubisky. Um, he threw two interceptions. Yeah, he threw two TDs, but at the end of the day, it wasn't this magic. He made a play at the end, but the Bears still had a chance to you know, to end that because we've seen some Mitch magic as well, too. We've seen some money, Mitch. So that's dead. Okay. Uh, Drew Brees has been uh, a man among boys all season here. You know, the only person that threw more yards than him was Ben Roethlisberger, who was also not in the playoffs this year? He threw 50 something yards. We wanted to talk about that uh, that mishap, uh, or shall I say, controversy, <laughs> uh, because they ain't got nothing to do with this here. We're talking about strictly divisional round playoffs here. So, anyway, so going back to Drew V's, Drew Brees, he's been lights out. He's been lights out. Um, you know, he know how to get everybody involved from his running backs. He has two, a two headed monster at the running game. He, uh, still gets his, uh, his tight ends involved, which ain't the best tight ends, you know, by far, they probably, you know, some of, you know, the lower ranked or maybe even the worst elite. but when they need to make a catch, they need to make a catch. Um, and then his wide receivers, he get all of those involved as well, too. He spreads the ball to everybody and everybody's happy in that offense. That's a good offense to have, especially when you, going into the playoffs. So let's just be honest here. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, versus old Drew Brees, who won the Super Bowl with being more pass-happy and not having really a, a dominant running game, the fact that he has two-headed monsters at the running back between Kamara and then his counterpart, um, how, how do you stop that? Let's let's be honest here. And yes, their defense don't look like the way they did last year. They They really don't. But they still doing enough to get the ball back to their offense, to get the ball back to their offense, to still be able to put up points. You, you just can't, you can't handle that there. At the end of the day, Philly, you done. You, 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 you snuck into this divisional round here. I'm not being a hater because I'm a Bears fan, but let's just be honest here, you know. You snuck into the playoffs, and you can thank the Bears for that. You know, y'all should go ahead and, you know, send them some nice uh, dinner vouchers, you know, to wherever they, wherever they want to go to their favorite restaurant because they helped y'all get in there. You should send them dinner vouchers because you barely beat them to begin with, but it the buck stops here. It's over. It's done. Not, not against not against New Orleans, in New Orleans, in that dome. They ain't got to play no elements. They playing on they feel. They crowd. That loudness. That speed track, man. When you got that much speed at wide receiver, tight end, running backs, and that quarterback who love to spread the ball out, and that offensive mind, and that head coach, it's it's a done deal. And and then they the defense is still a you know a top ten, uh, excuse me, top fifteen defense. They can still apply pressure, and their corners can still lock down. And all y'all really have to throw to is Alshon Jeffrey. You have you know you got your tight end, but that's gonna be locked up. You know, you have mm, Golden Tate was still trying to find his way in the offense. He barely showed up in the in, in the wild card weekend. It's it's a wrap for you guys. It's a wrap, and I'm gonna go ahead and drop my score for you right now. I'm gonna say 30. You can uh, Nick Foles gonna throw two more interceptions and it's just going to be a shutdown. It's going to be a blowout. It's not going to be close. The uh, this probably gonna be, uh, the only uh, this is, excuse me, not probably. This is the only game that I'm going to put that is not going to be close. It's not going to be fun to watch, but it's going to be fun for me because I'm a Bears fan <laughs> to watch y'all lose in this manner. Charlie, I'm gonna pass it back to you.
1: Man. <laughs> yeah, I do agree about the dinner part. You know, so they one up Chicago, drunk with Chicago style hot dog, and you know the Chicago, you know deep dish pizza. You know, talk about you know deep dish. Yes, know. sir. Yes, sir. Um. Anyway, um. Man, uh, ooh, I will say this. I was uh, speaking to my father in law. Shout out to my father in law. We was he we was talking real quick. We was talking on Christmas Christmas Eve, and he said, you know, he said he said Charlie. I was like, yeah. He was like. You know, he's like, you think your Bears gonna do something? Oh, of course, you know, I'm a Bears fan, of course, I'm gonna go with Bears. But he picked the Saints. I said, Why you pick the Saints, Dad? He said, Because they, they got the number one rushing deep, number one rushing defense, they, they number one against the run. I said, Hmm, me and the Saints, I said, Hmm, you're absolutely right. So that's gonna play a key factor right there, stopping the run of Philly. And like you said, twenty, they ain't that dome. There's no element. That crowd is going to be buzzing. Home field advantage. Alva Kamar, Ingram, Thomas. Mm -hmm. And then you got Drew Brees. Probably having one of the best couple seasons that he had last year and this year combined. And then you got the defense, Mm -hmm. which I say Eli Apple was a good addition to that secondary. Will you agree, Twani, yes, by indeed. you being a former football, you being a former football player and a former DB? I think that was a good pickup by the Saints as well to kind of counter that passing attack that Philly has. I don't get me wrong, Philly can't throw the football. You got to respect that. I mean, I don't like it, but you got to respect that they're able to throw the football. But I will say this they're going to torch that secondary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, they're going to tear that secondary apart on Sunday. It's not going to even, like you said, it's not going to really be close. I mean, if if it's close, I'll be shocked. I'll be the first minute. I'll be shocked. So, I mean, you take away Jeffrey, and do you take away the tight end? Do you really trust Golden Tate? Do you really trust Darius Brokers? Like you said, Tawani, Golden Tate is just starting to find his role in that offense. He just started to. You know, the you asked Darren Sproles was just an older veteran to do much as well, and we pretty much – the Bears pretty much shut him down. So, like I said, man, it's just – I don't see Philly winning this game. If it's close, like I said, I'd be shocked. I'd be the first to admit it, but it's not as well. That dome, that crowd. So, I'm just going to give my prediction. Okay. I see um, the Saints 35 – and I see uh, Philly seventeen. That's what's up. And I see that 17 coming in the second half. Okay. It's coming in the second half. It won't be in they, the first half. They
0: won't score in the first half? Okay.
1: They're not going to score in the first half.
0: Nope. Okay. Nope. That's what's up. Nope. Indeed. So
1: that's just my predictions with that. I mean, what do you got to say, 20 real quick? Cause I pretty much ran what I had to say. So what do you got to say to touch on that?
0: Okay, now I'm I'm in total agreement with you. Um, I just really see, you know, this one it's it's not going to be close here. Out of the rest of the games, like I said, it, it's a mm-hmm. it's a done deal. You know, they 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 got to the next round. I can't even say nice nice run. You know, they barely got there. I'm not being a hater. I'm just being honest here. This team, uh, technically, they lost a lot after they won the Super Bowl. You know, we have one of their tight ends. So, you know, you can look at it how you want to. They had another tight end that retired, so he was down to one tight end. They really didn't have a complimentary other wide receiver opposite of, you know, Alshon Jeffrey. And the fact that they still technically don't have a real true running game affects this team. And then if you go on the defensive side of the ball, the fact that they have so many injuries, they got so many street free agents two of them who used to play for the Bears, one many years ago um, at the safety position, and then one that we cut this season who would have bounced around from us to the uh, to the Lions and then now to Philly because he had nowhere else to go and they had no other choice. You know, it's just like, all right, good run, but it's, it's it ends here. So, you know, that being said, we're going to drop one more commercial break here for you all, and then we're going to talk about the national championship game which everybody probably been waiting for as well, too. Um, so we'll get you after you hear for word from our sponsors and this quick commercial break. Pay these bills from the sidelines. All right, we're back, family. And we're about to jump into our next discussion, which was the national championship game, which I'm sure that all you have all you seen. But before I do that, I'm just going to – before we get into the actual game itself, we're going to talk about our predictions here real quick. So I'm going to drop it down. Jean had picked Clemson to win. I picked Alabama to win. And then Charlie had picked Alabama to win as well too. So since Lagene ain't here to speak for himself, we're just going to go ahead and give him props for picking out Clemson to win. He'll probably fill y'all in a little bit more on his predictions and everything, but he definitely had it down. So I'm going to start with myself here. Clemson uh, did the unthinkable. I, you know, I, I'm not mad at Clemson uh, winning at all because, like I told everybody last week on the podcast, I am a fan of uh, teams from the ACC. I'm a huge Florida State fan. Obviously, they didn't had a two down years these last two years, but I definitely didn't see want to see anybody win from the SEC conference, and I definitely didn't want to see uh, Alabama win at all. I literally thought that Alabama's defense was uh, still uh, dropping NFL players and on that track where they would you know, take a 19-year-old freshman, true freshman, and rattle that man to the point where he would just be dropping mistakes or be a lot of three and outs here. I didn't think that running game was going to be anything worth talking about. Uh, I, I just literally thought that Clemson didn't even see anything, any defense that would, you know, compare to what they had faced against, even though they were both undefeated teams here. So uh, they they proved me wrong. Again, I'm happy about it because I'm not a fan of any team from the SEC. Um, the freshman, uh, once I did more background on him after that win, I seen that this man has been dropping down stats from the very beginning, from, uh, from, Uh, His eighth grade year of, uh, you know, youth football. Uh, He broke all of Deshaun's Watson records in uh, the state of Georgia in high school. This boy is the truth. And he didn't look rattled at all. He didn't get sacked one time. He didn't commit one turnover. So props to uh, Lawrence there for being only the second true freshman to ever win the national championship and win it for Clemson. Charlie, I'm going to pass it to you. What's your thoughts on how that national championship game went?
1: I'm glad you asked, and I've been waiting on this this entire podcast. Alabama ate that humble pie, <laughs> and we all know what that humble pie. When you when you have that humble pie, when you eat it, oh, it's humble, it's humble mm-hmm. to the core. They ate that. Uh, oh, let me let me let me, catch let me catch myself. They ate the humble pie this past Monday night. Clemson. That the that the tide has changed. There's there's a new sheriff in town. That old Sweeney, he let it be known, I'm coming after you. They came after that quarterback, um, Tua, mm-hmm. all night long. I mean, it was bad. He couldn't do nothing, nothing. And then I do agree. I I, I do agree with you, Twani. That freshman, oh, that true freshman, the wide receiver, oh, the way he put that move on that corner, well, I think it was a safety. I'm pretty sure it was a safety. And went for that touchdown? Mm-hmm. Because almost threw that under pressure. That's another thing. He threw that ball under pressure. And that wide receiver went up and got it. He went up and got it. And he put the move on him for the touchdown? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, wow. So- and then he came back again and, and – and th- <laughs> It was just a, it was just beautiful
0: not to cut he you off catching... not to cut yes. you off, but that was true fresh, freshman two freshman quarterback um, to a true freshman wide receiver and that true freshman wide receiver I believe it's ross he ended up making that cornerback hurt his ankle I don't know if it was broke, but it's almost the epitome of the whole basketball crossover broke your ankles type of deal when he put that move on him that's what it was but I'll let you go on here to finish up. Oh, I agree. That,
1: that, that, that move was I, when I saw it, I said, Oh my gosh. No, he didn't. Yeah, it was just it was just beautiful. But shout out to Clemson, man. That defense, oh my goodness, they 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 just smothered, they smothered that. Like I said, they 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 did what they had to do. Mm-hmm. They got through two interceptions. Now, mind you, subscribers, ladies and gentlemen, two has not thrown that many interceptions in a game. All this season. Mm -hmm. So for Clemson, in order to have the game plan that they did, smash mouth from start to finish, and then hold Alabama to 16, 16 points, and they gave Alabama defense give up 44. Mm -hmm. Alabama defense don't give up 44. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Saban defense don't give up 44 points, but they did Monday night. Oh, man, it was just. I was not expecting that, but I I did I I'm happy that Trevor Lawrence played under control.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He wasn't forcing it. He got pressured. And he made some amazing throws. And he only a true freshman. Watch out football. Watch out, excuse me, watch our college football world.
0: Yes indeed. But not
1: only you gotta deal with him, you gotta deal with the 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 true freshman wide receiver. mm mm-hmm. That defensive line came – them players came back because they had something to prove. They had to get that nasty taste out of their mouth from last year. And they played with some – man, I thought it was out there like watching the Chicago Bears the way they was getting after him. I mean, left and right, left and right. I mean, man, two didn't know what to do. What could he do? Mm-hmm. And you can tell – and Nick Saban was so frustrated, but he ate that humble pie. He did that. He may not have never admit it to us, ladies and gentlemen, as subscribers and family and friends, but he ate that humble pie mm-hmm. when it's all said and done. So the tide has changed. The change of the guard is, is here. It's not going anywhere. It's not, that Dabo Sweeney Eclipse is not going anywhere. They're not. I mean, 20, I'm going to let you finish up, man, because I, I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm happy. I don't, I'm not an SEC fan, I'm a Big Ten fan. Illinois is all day long. Lovey Smith. L.O.'s is a line Win or lose, you know. I'm a Big Ten guy. Do not like the SEC. So I was happy that they lost. So I'm gonna just let you have it, Twani. Your final
0: thoughts. All right. Um, so my final thoughts on that one. Uh, going back, I got to give a shout outs to that uh, Clemson defense too, because I didn't give them enough respect or enough credit on what they did all season long as well too. So shout out Clemson. Well deserved the entire team but definitely on that defense as well and i'm gonna I'm throw a monkey wrench in there that don't get enough credit the hogs up front i'm old school so the hogs up front mean the offensive linemen so for the for the younger subscribers or the, the new listeners that offensive line didn't give up no sacks they kept trevor lawrence mad clean Get them boys some props too. the same way that defense get them, you know, that defense get these props here, man, to keep that man clean like that and not allow him to force any, anything, any passes downfield or, you know, to fumble the ball, anything, no interceptions. Hey, you you can't ask for a better performance from an offensive line from that standpoint, real talk. So that entire teams dabble and his whole coaching staff, that defense, that offensive line y'all get all the respect in the world the same way Trevor Lawrence get that get that credit for you know how he performed on the biggest stage of his life here. So the next biggest stage is going to be for him once he in the pros trying to play for a Super Bowl. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I can see that man right there, that young man definitely being in the Super Bowl in his lifetime and playing the same way lights out. That end of discussion. That's real talk. So I'm going to finish up with my final thoughts here real quick though. Um man it's been a, a kind of a hard weekend for us you know for us Bears fans or at least I'll at least speak for myself you know but definitely something to be proud of you know we went from 5-11 to 12-4 and four. nobody expected us to be 12-4 and four. nobody even expected us to be in the playoffs this year they said next year we definitely had it with the pieces but they, you know, they overachieved and it's the sky's the limit, you know, regardless of losing, you know, a defensive coordinator, you know, we still only have maybe one or two pieces on the offensive end that we need to show up in free agency. And then only two pieces we need to either resign or, or show up on the defensive end. You know, that team is going to be back and it's going to be there for a long time. They definitely control the division, you know, watch out for the Chicago bears in 2019 when that season starts there Um You know, that being said, you know, I'm not happy about the loss here, but I'm still proud of the team here. And then, you know, I'm starting to get hyped now that my team is out of it. I'm starting to get hyped for NBA basketball and definitely college basketball. So expect, you know, next week, you know, hear a little bit of playoff talk, but expect us to, you know, start talking about more about some college basketball and some NBA basketball here. So I'm going to pass it off to Charlie before we close out. Um, the rest of this podcast here. So, Bobo, go ahead and finish it off for the fans here. For sure, man. I
1: mean, pretty much my final thoughts is, man, is that I'm, I'm like you, I, for me personally, I'm just happy what the Bears had accomplished, also. Uh, nobody expected us to do what we've done. Um, 12, from 5'11, like you said, 20 to 12 and four, top five defense. Um, middle of the pack, maybe close to 20 offense. Still can approve there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it was just a humble... The loss, it hurts. It hurts now. It hurts even talking about it, but all in all, I'm very proud. Mm-hmm. But I would just like to say this. Man, I'm happy. If- I, I want to see some football this weekend. Oh, because I feel like that you're going to, after these games play, you're going to kind of get a feel of who you think should be in the Super Bowl and who should not be in the Super Bowl
0: mm-hmm.
1: when it's all said and done? And I feel like after this Saturday and Sunday, we gonna find out. We gonna find out. But it's some good. It's some good games. You know. Um, you know. You got. You got. You know. You got fans that their their team is still in it. They feel like their team can win. It's any given Saturday or Sunday. You just gotta watch out. But I'm gonna I'm just say it. Them Colts. Whew. You know what they remind me of, twenty? Who that? Man, and I hate to say it, man. Them Green Bay Packers. When we mm. let them in in two thousand ten. Yep. They was the sixth seed. Yep. What did they do? They was the six seed. They went on a the run. And they came to Chicago Bears. That's who the Colts remind me of. I can of agree. That, of that, of that Green Bay Packers team. I can
0: agree. You know, you
1: gotta, you gotta. You got a bend but don't break defense. You got your established quarterback that you can that you can lean on, as well. You got you know you got, like I say, you got everything that's together, Mm -hmm. and they play together, and they play like they have nothing to lose, and they've been counted out all season long. It feels like you see what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but just like I keep telling everybody, Andrew Luck is playing with a chip on his shoulder. He letting everybody know again, and I'm gonna keep saying it. I was number one draft pick, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all are just going to forget about me. Like, I just ain't put up numbers before I had this injury. And that old line don't get the credit it deserves because it's making sure that that man is staying upright. He's not getting hit all the time. He's able to get the ball out quickly. He's getting back to that form like he was when he first came into the league as a rookie. Yes, sir. And I just have to say it. So that's just my final thoughts with that, man. Just, you know. Good football this weekend. And we'll just see what happens. And I just wanna say one more thing too. I know our guy Lajin like ain't here, but he is here. Yes, so sir. he is gonna bring it to you the next time we back, and then some. So be ready, subscribers, family and friends. He's gonna bring it. Oh for sure.
0: Definitely that. Definitely that. On that week, on that note, we're gonna go on here close it out, family. Thank you again for all returning subscribers. Man, please share our link on your social media sites. Share it in a text message. Pass us along here. If you like what you're hearing, I'ma throw the email one more time. A sharp zero five zero five. That's A-S-H-A-R-P-0505 at gmail.com. If you got some questions that you want answered on our next podcast. If you got comments you want me to read on our next podcast, or you got got su- just suggestions for us, throw them, we are open book. We're all about improving here and we want to hear from you guys here, it's, you know. So um, yeah, so next week we will be back at you probably on uh, Tuesday. Uh, and then, you know, it'll be all three of us here. So definitely be on the lookout for us, but thank you for coming back. Keep hitting that subscribe button if you are a new listener, please, because we know that we have our podcast on a ton of different sites, from Google, from Apple Podcasts, from uh, Spotify. You know, it's a whole list of them. I can't even name them all anymore. So we're definitely growing, and we want you all to keep growing with us and, you know, keep bringing people along for the ride as well, too. So on that note, we're going to close it out from the sideline. We out of here. One more. Oh, one more time. Hold okay, on. Okay. Hold on, Twanny.
1: Let me go ahead and throw – let me go ahead and throw my, my Twitter handle in there. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. For everybody yeah. Don't, don't, don't know, again, that's Charlie8606. Again, like Twain said, we thank everybody. Please hit that subscribe button, man. And also, I just want to give a big shout-out to my guy, So He know who he is. You know what I'm saying? He graduated this year from Oklahoma. Big shout-out to you, man. You know, you were saying, man, that we we got something going on here from Oklahoma. And he a big Trey Young fan, too. I just want to throw that in there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He went to school with Trey Young. Yeah. Okay. So, he, been, he put me up on game. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to him, man. He know who I he got. is, man. You know, That's so, he, you know, he's subscribing and everything. He's been showing us love all the way from Oklahoma, man. So, that just shows you, man, that, you know, we just – we trying to build something here. You know, we not just about just Chicago Bears talk. We just going to talk about, you know, talk about sports. Yes. And hopefully bring – you know, hopefully bring sports to that – that you that you like, whether it's basketball, football, you know, I want definitely gonna to try to dive into some USC a little bit because definitely gonna be some good matches coming up in the USC. You got boxing, yes, you know, as well. Um, you know, you got if I'm not mistaken, twenty. Um, um, it's just a lot of things that that's coming up this year, you know, with the sports wise. That's just a lot to talk about. Definitely. But as the po- as our podcast keep going along, we're gonna we're 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 gonna bring it to you. Trust to believe, we're going to bring it to you. Definitely. So, on that note, I'm just going to let 20 close it out, man.
0: All right. From the sideline, we will catch y'all next week. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for subscribing. Please, new listeners, subscribe. We will holler at y'all next week. All right. From the sidelines. From the sidelines, man. All right. We out.